Chen's ears are not the oldest, but we've got some wise holes in us, and we've got some things to say. So we'd appreciate if you listened. Let's have a hard conversation on Gender Z. Welcome to Gender Z. I'm Bren Bartal. And I'm Michelle Leong. And today, we are freaking ecstatic to bring you the news that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be our next president and vice president of the United States. Yeah! (laughs) We're so excited. We're exhausted, but we're so excited. (laughs) The orange man will be gone. I will admit, uh, Joe Biden was not my... My first pick, but that's okay. There's some things about him I'm not a huge fan of, but he's not, he is not the orange man. Um, and Kamala Harris, can we talk about her for a second? She not only broke the gender barrier, she broke the race barrier. She is going to be our first VP who is a woman, and she is also a black woman, and she is also an American or an Indian American woman. Let's go. (laughs) Trump got 217 electoral votes. Biden got 290. 31 of them are still not called because Georgia is taking a while. North Carolina is taking a while. And together, those are the two states that we still need. Also, not just a big a big day for for the presidents. We got a lot of cool people elected in other places. There were a lot of wins outside of, of the presidency. Um, one of, a lot of them being of queer people, and we are so excited. So now we are going to tell you about some of the queer people that were elected. So former public school math and science teacher Jabari Brisport is headed to Albany, where he will be, he will represent New York's 21st district as the first LGBTQ plus person of color elected to the New York State Legislature. That's amazing. And there's also and there's also Kim for Georgia and she's set to become the first openly LGBTQ plus state senator in Georgia history after defeating her Republican opponent in District 41. Two years after Sharice Davids became the first openly LGBTQ plus Native American elected to Congress, she will continue to re- represent Kansas's third district after defeating her Republican challenger. Or there, I apologize, I don't know. No, yes, her. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, we love it. <laughs> Former public school teacher and band director, Byers for Kansas is the first openly trans Native American and person of color elected to state legislator in the U.S. Four years after flipping his district to become the first openly gay man elected to the Georgia state legislator, Sam for Georgia. Also, the reason we're saying like Sam for Georgia or Kim for Georgia is because that's their Instagram. So, uh, has once again won his re-election to his to the 101st district seat michelle for florida has won her race for florida's house of representatives the sunshine state will see its first openly queer black woman as a state legislator 
Shavreen Jones is Florida's first openly LGBTQ plus state senator. He shared that he is humbled to have earned the trust of Senate District 35. Mondaire Jones has won his race for New York's 17th Congressional District, cementing his place as one of the nation's first black openly gay congressmen. Richie Torres has won his race for the 15th Congressional District in district in the South Bronx, making the Bronx born and raised politician the first queer Afro-Latinx elected official to serve in Congress. In addition, Marie Turner is going to be the first non-binary state lawmaker in the U.S. and the first Muslim in Oklahoma State House. That's awesome. All of the squad as we know them. So, uh, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, and Ilhan Omar all got reelected, and they're freaking awesome. And another awesome win, Adrian K. Tam defeated his neo-Nazi opponent, who started the Proud Boys Hawaii, so that's his opponent, um, to become Hawaii's first openly LGBTQ plus states legislator. There have been so many wins this election for us, guys. And, you know, it's it's just a stepping point off. Um, but it's just absolutely fantastic. And Kamala Harris picks out Kareen Jean-Pierre as the chief of staff, I believe, for her office. She worked for Obama, which is awesome. And she is a lesbian and she is black. And yay, diversity! <laughs> So, Michelle, when um, you found out the election results, how did you react? What was, like, the first thing that you did? Internally screamed. It was really early. It was really early in the morning, and um, I just kind of internally screamed and had that little moment for myself and that sigh of relief. Yeah, I, I remember I woke up, um, and I, I walked into the kitchen, and then my dad goes, Biden is leading to the Pennsylvania. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I had just woken up. So I like wasn't all the way there yet. <laughs> um, and he goes, that means he won. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I think your dad was trying to, you know, put that news on you. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had a power cry. <laughs> Oh, it was just, oh, oh my gosh, just so much relief, truly. I know, it's it's like, oh my god, the orange man is out of the office, finally. Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, we still got a couple more months of him, and who knows what havoc he will wreck, but... um, He's filing lawsuits right now, and it's ridiculous. <laughs> wow, Penny much? <laughs> I think that... Uh, you know, I hope that Biden will set us on an upward traje- trajectory um, politically, especially since Amy Coney Barrett now is on the Supreme Court. So LGBT people, actually most people, are just kind of screwed. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of um, pro-life uh, news from her, and it, it's so stupid. It's so stupid, really. Yeah. She proposed, like, oh, 
what if you make it the death penalty to get an abortion? I'm like, okay, first off, I don't like the death penalty. I am a stark. I don't think the death penalty should exist. And what also is so ironic about that is you're going to, you're, you're so pro-life, yet you want to kill someone. Hmm? And the thing that people don't understand with pro-life is that it's not such an easy option to abort your child. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to do it. Exactly. No. People think no. about these things. And it might be, and yeah, you know, it might be because you were raped or or you don't have the faculties to support a child and you don't want to put a child into the adoption or foster care services because, you know, they're not always great. And that's totally fair. And, like, it's your body and it's your choice. And pro-life people's logic always falls apart because they don't stand up when migrant children go missing or die in ICE detention facilities. They don't stand up when an LGBTQ plus kid kills themselves. You know, they don't, they they care about, they're pro-birth. They're not pro-life. Yeah, and you're right. That's that's a huge difference because pro-life is everybody's life. It's not just, oh, I care about the baby's life because that you're right. It's just pro-birth when you're when you're following that whole philosophy of oh, a child needs to be born regardless of their circumstances. Yeah, and like also. What I think is funny, too, is, you know, people who are so against abortions are then, like, once the baby's born, they're like, oh, you need social services, you need help, you need, you need, you know, food stamps or, or whatever you need, because babies are expensive, y'all, um, to, to support your child. Oh, we're good. No, sorry. We were just here for the birth. Bye. Yeah, if you, if you really want the child to be born, then support the kid. So we've... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh so we've um strayed a bit from the election (laughs) happy news (laughs) but um so what do you think about uh all the trump supporters right now especially the people who are causing havoc well the people who are causing havoc are just plain idiots i'm sorry like first of all you support trump you already have very little respect from me and also, I think it's so interesting because people are, like, people are losing family members and friends over this. And, like, it was a four-year thing. Like, something that I think is such a, I saw this really fun meme that was, like, you're willing to lose people in your life for a politician. You know who also said that? The South in the Civil War. And guess what? Both of these things only lasted four years, and you both lost. Yeah, and it's just so sad, because I've, I've seen people uh, break up with other people, and um, just all kinds of stuff happen between friends and family members, and it's just so sad. It's all because of a mere politician. Yeah, I just... Just now, just now... But, you know, I do, I do still support messing with Trump supporters. Not in, like, a violent or hurtful way, 
but just to kind of mess with their heads a little bit because I own a hat that's red and the text on it is the same font as a MAGA hat, but instead of saying make America great again, it says made you look Black Lives Matter. I went to Costco with my mom and everybody kept like, I kept, I forgot I was wearing the, the hat and people kept staring at me and then looking away and I was like, <laughs> why are they looking at me? And I'm like, oh, it's because they're looking at my hat. Yeah, there was one guy I remember because I was waiting for my mom and there was one guy who was, I think, also waiting for like his wife or something and he was just staring at me out of the corner of his eye and I could see him in my peripheral. So I took off my hat and I like, held it in a way so he could read it and like played with my hair to make it look like I was just scratching my head. And after I put my hat, my hat back on, he stopped looking at me <laughs> like, Oh, don't you worry. I am not a Trumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome though. Um, when you wear that stuff, it, you know, you just show, show people that, Hey, black lives matter. Exactly. We want, we want everyone to see that. We do, and I think it's it's good as well um, for a white person to be wearing that hat because, as you know, um, I am white. Because I think there are a lot of a lot of people who are like, oh, it's you know, it's not affecting me. I don't have to worry about it. And I'm like, hmm, but you do. <laughs> like, as much as like like I I'm so grateful for the allies of the LGBTQ plus community. Because they have a lot more power than we do. They have a lot more credibility with people than we do. And we would not be where we are without their help. So, like, white people, you got to fight for Black Lives Matter. What do you think about them, Michelle? Like like you said, they're idiots. And they have no idea what they're doing. And the crazy, the crazy part is that there's still a lot of people who support Trump. Just look oh at the God. vote. And that's... It was, yeah. This election was way closer than it should have been. I know. And it's it's just so sad because there's like almost 70 million other Americans who support Trump. Just looking at the popular votes, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I think is interesting. It was in Arizona and I don't remember the other state, but it was in the south or near the south. It was on the east coast um, where in Arizona there was a group of Trump supporters outside like either like their town hall or like the place where they were counting it in their county and they were chanting, count the votes, count the votes. And then on the other side of the country, the other group of Trump supporters were going, stop the count, stop the count. So first off, y'all need to figure out what your message is. Concise branding. Talk about contradicting yourselves. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, just, oh, thank God. Um, I remember I was talking to somebody who was like, yeah, I feel like this is kind of like an abusive relationship. Because when you're in an abusive relationship, you're not thinking about um, processing your trauma. You're just thinking about surviving and getting out. But when you're out of it, then you can take some time to process your trauma. And they were like, yeah, Trump is the abuser. And so many people, and we have four years of trauma to absorb. And I'm like, hmm. Yep. So what do you think, Michelle, your 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 trauma is from Trump? Um well, it's it's mainly from the news for me. Like I read a lot of different articles and just kind of watch the news. And it's 
like crazy to hear the things that he has to say oh my god yeah for me um i so i've known that i am not straight at the very least since probably about third grade but i didn't start coming out i very remember blatantly remembering this i didn't start coming out until may of fifth grade um and like that summer and the beginning of sixth grade so like my very close friends and family and in sixth grade, in the November of my sixth grade year, Donald Trump was elected president. And since then, I've done... <laughs> Michelle's got wide eyes on the Zoom right now, and that's true. Um, <laughs> and I have done a lot of self-realization and self-reflection, and, and I've come out three times, you know, um, in the past four years. And I think when, <laughs> I think a lot. And I'm so... I am so grateful that I do not, I live in a house where that's accepted. And I think, and I'm so glad I don't live with Trump supporters. Oh, good God. I feel so bad for any queer person who lives with Trump supporters. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but like growing up in that, like, he just, like, he'll be like, oh, I love queer people. I'm like, excuse me. Yeah, the last four years have been um, some pretty bad ones for LGBTQ plus people. So, yeah. And then this person was like, yeah, it's hard to come to terms with because this person I was talking to is Latinx. Um, was like, because like, yeah, you know, just coming to terms with how there's so many people out there who hate you. And I'm like, oh, I already, I've known that for a while. I've come to terms with the fact that people don't like me. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's really stupid though. When you don't like someone just because they're different from you. I know. And I think I think the hard part is as well, you know, I think I hope that most people can accept that like race and skin color, that that doesn't change. That's not a choice. It's just how genetics work. Um, a lot of people though think that being queer is a choice. And I think that's really dangerous. Um, not to say that that um people of color don't aren't part of marginalized communities. Absolutely not. Like, I think there's there's just so many horrible stereotypes out there about people of color. Um, and to those people who believe that, I'm like, where is your human decency? Use your head. Yeah. Uh, I just think being queer, that one aspect of people thinking it's a choice is, is really dangerous. Um, and I think people have been kind of on the fence on gay people, but they've kind of like started to accept that at least we're here. Maybe not accept our existence but the fact that we're here um but people still really hate trans people so that's fun no that's awful it's just it's really sad that people are like that that they don't like you because you're trans or they don't like you because you're a black person or whatever it's just yeah but yeah we we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, guys. It took it took a hot minute to 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 get there, um, but I can see it now, and it's coming and it's chugging along. There was also one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, there's been a lot of posts on social media about Biden, and I think that people are forgetting that he's not a hero. He's not gonna fix America forever. He's not gonna no no. And people keep acting like he's just. The most amazing person in the world. No, no. Yeah. Like, he is not perfect. He's a human being. I think what's going to happen is I, you know, we have been digging ourselves a deep hole for the past four years. And I think he's going to 
help us fill in that hole so then whoever comes after him can start building on top of that hole and not worry about falling in it. So I think it's, he's got a hard job because I don't think he's just, he's like, I think gonna further America. Um, but I think his main job is he has to undo a ton of stuff. He has to undo a lot of damage. And, um, and one of the most interesting things I've heard. So uh, my mom has a few friends who don't live here. And um, one of her friends said, what is America? A dumpster and fire. These are people. <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, that was inappropriate. Really sorry. <laughs> and she said, what is America? And my mom like didn't really know what she meant by that. She said, oh, and she knew that we were going through the election. And um, she was like, why are there two white men running for president? Why? Because America is the most diverse country and there's two white men. Exactly. But systematic (laughs) racism. Okay, the way I said that made it sound like it's a joke and it's not. Systemic is a system. Racism is, is, is a very big deal. Um, some of the things we say, you really just need to, to need to like see us to understand it. Um, like it's a very real thing, and and that's that's literally the reason why. And it's just so so sad. And this person's watching from like all the way in the East Coast, and yeah, she's just like, why of all the people who could be president, you have two white men running for president. Well, I mean, we had President Obama. Notice how I say Trump and then I say President Obama, and that shows you my respect level for him. <laughs> um, like he was, he was our first, our first black president, which is cool. And then it all went downhill. So I think we could have had a more diverse choice by this time. But it all went downhill. Yeah, it really did. And that kind of uh, ties in with the divide. Oh my gosh, I just want us to be bipartisan again. (laughs) Then maybe we'd actually pass something. Like a stimulus bill. Can we do... Okay, small tangent. The Senate pushed and pushed. And like Congress got Amy Coney Barrett confirmed in like less than a month. They haven't passed a stimulus bill for COVID, and it's been over six months. Yeah, there has been a lot on both sides because they've been fighting and negotiating and all of that stuff. And I'm like, people need help. Yeah. So we ended kind of on a somber note, um, but... We are so... We are just... We are ecstatic. We are so happy. We are jumping for joy. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be the next administration in the White House. Thank the Lord. I don't believe in God, so that's saying something. Yeah. I'm so we... glad they took the dub. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. So we have a fun fact of the day for you. We don't have a thoughts we got since this whole episode was kind of thoughts we got. But thank you for voting. Thank you. Thank you for doing your civil duty. 
And thank you for electing someone that we love since we can't vote. So, Michelle, would you like to tell us our fun fact of the day? Yes. So, the sixth largest turkey-producing state account for 69% of all turkeys produced in the U.S. And those states include Minnesota, Arkansas, North Carolina, Indiana, Virginia, and Missouri. Fun Thanksgiving fact for you. Be safe. Wear a mask. Be kind. Surround yourself with your family and friends. The people you love. Yeah. And And remember, remember, the the tiny tiny space potato potato believes believes in you. Find us on Instagram at gen.dir.z. Please reach out if you have any inquiries. Today's episode was brought to you by Bren Bartal and Michelle Leong. Thank you for listening to Gender Z, and we hope you tune in next time.